I'm your host, David Nage. This is Baselayer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Baselayer podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of ARCA, where David Nage is a principal. ARCA is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast series available for listening. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. The podcast series does not constitute financial advice or other professional advice or services. Please do your own research. This is David. This is your new episode of Base Layer One. I'm really looking forward to because this idea of education and motivation is something that, especially with Base Layer, I've been trying to do for the last three plus years. Happy to have Brian Flynn with me today, CEO and co-founder of Rabbit Hole. Brian, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Looking forward to this, as I said again. So with Rabbit Hole, the idea is effectively, as I said again, to come up with games and quests and things that are fun so people can actually learn how to use things in the world of digital assets, whether that's in DeFi or other different projects out there. Um, and I love the idea of talking about acquiring things like XP, because again, you're kind of gamifying this whole thing. So we'll talk everything about rabbit hole and about how it works and what you can do there. But as anyone who's ever listened to the show knows, I always like to talk about what the co-founder founder did prior to this particular project. So I know you have extensive background in the space. So why don't you give us a little bit of a one-on-one on your background, what you did before and what you got inspired to do here with rabbit hole when that happened? Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, yeah, I got started in the crypto space uh, back in uh, 2017. It was really first fascinated by NFTs with the launch of CryptoKitties. Uh, started one of the biggest NFT newsletters in early 2018 called the NFT News. Uh, and so really kickstarted sort of this NFT journey of trying to figure out how to get mainstream consumers into crypto was sort of the big thing that I was trying to uncover and thought NFTs were going to be the big way to do that. Um, and so uh, through the newsletter, I ended up joining OpenSea as one of the first hires. Um, and then shortly after, I joined Dapper Labs as a PM. So it was always pretty fascinated by what were the first big NFT use cases that were going to uh, um, be first adopted. Um, and so through that journey, became more um, interested in uh, the education side of crypto, frankly, because... Uh, one of the biggest things that I've noticed uh, working at Dapper was there was this immense uh, speculation happening in crypto. Right? So mainstream users didn't really understand that crypto was this ecosystem of applications. Um, everyone thought it was sort of this, this just the speculation of currencies. Um, and so once uh, I've begun to explain crypto um, as an application layer, um, many more people started to understand it. Um, outside of just, you know, currencies themselves. So uh, that's when I saw that there was this huge opportunity to sort of educate the masses more about what are these applications ecosystem that exist. And then um, even on the flip side, um, these these protocols were sort of hurting for users when they first launched. Right? Back, in, uh, back in 2019, for example, there was only maybe five or 10 different applications that existed that had any real user base. And those user bases were in just 
you know, thousands of users, not even tens of thousands. Um, and so they were trying to figure out how we're going to get our first users onto the platform itself. These were, you know, the compound and Uniswaps of the world and different DeFi protocols like MakeCare, for example, um, and maybe CryptoKitties and Axie, of course, which are Axie, which is pretty huge today in the Philippines. Um, and so uh, I did a lot of thinking of, okay, well, how, how do these things kind of like fit together? Uh, and and Rebel was really born out of, okay, on one hand, users can actually start understanding how these protocols work and how these games work. Um, and it provides a way for protocols um, and games to actually find their first users for the platform while learning in the process. Um, and can actually distribute ownership in those protocols for having users do actions on chain for the very first time. Um, and so that led to the opportunity for Rabbit Hole. So, uh, left about a year and a half ago to start the platform, um, and today we have about 100,000 users on the, on a platform who are completing different tasks and earning crypto um, for doing different things on chain. Everything from uh, DeFi protocols on Ethereum Layer One uh, to things on like Celo um, with different DEXs, um, with other things expanding into different blockchain games and NFTs. Um, so really excited about what we have going on right now and what we have planned for the future. You and I have been around the block a few times. And so back in the day, there was a project called Earn, earn.com, which was eventually acquired by Coinbase. And with that, you had the kind of the ability to watch a quick video or something like that, or you know, people would be able to hit up a quote unquote expert to kind of talk to them for 30 minutes and they would, you know, pay them in a digital asset that they thought was commensurate with the time. And then it kind of evolved to like the videos where you sit and watch a quick five minute video. And for that, you get like, you know, whether whatever digital asset was associated with that. I want to kind of focus in on because rabbit hole, as you alluded to, has 100,000 users now. And that's obviously over the last year or so that's been phenomenal growth. I'd like to get a little bit more into Louise and how that's happening, because there has been some efforts to educate you know, as I said, again, the onset, I have been trying to do that with, you know, kind of annual symposiums. Um, there's obviously, there's always been a wealth of conferences. Um, and I think one of the things that you address with the rabbit hole is this quote unquote kind of fun factor where you gamify this a bit. So talk to us a little bit about that. How is it you alluded to the tasks and the quests and things like that? How do you gamify education, especially here? How do you do that? Yeah, for sure. Um, maybe, maybe first we'll take this to, to the earn.com point um, and where these kinds of things are kind of different. So um, there was there's maybe a couple of things that we, we took inspiration from. One, one was sort of this like this task-based model so you could actually earn crypto for doing things. Uh, and the other was sort of like partnering with other protocols and being able to uh, and use them for I some pieces. The, the difference in some cases was that we added this layer of gamification on top and variable rewards. Um, one thing we've we noticed was that if if a user is constantly doing the same action over and over again, uh, it starts to feel a lot more like labor than it does um, like a game in itself. And, and if you can actually introduce variable rewards um, on top of some earning mechanic. Um, it will make the user just more engaged over a period of time. There is this uh, this famous case study with with Uber, for example, where Uber tried to you know, introduce variable rewards for drivers to actually get them to drive more. 
Um, and it actually made drivers too addictive to the platform where they were like, constantly driving, trying to get different fare per word instead of just a fixed fee. And so they actually, uh, the government actually ordered to shut the, shut it down because it was just too effective. Um, and it, it really shows the power of just variable rewards in some cases of how, how important it is to actually get tokens itself. You know, Earn, for example, was giving people fixed dollar amounts, right? So you would get, say, two or three USD for kind of, you know, submitting or email or answering an email or filling uh -huh. a survey or, or some of that sort, right? But with Rabbit Hole, you're actually getting tokens for kind of complaining these things. And uh -huh. so that is one of one of the biggest changes in software. You're getting this variable reward for doing different types of tasking itself. Um, so, yeah, that, that is kind of the biggest thing here, right? Where right. We, we think work in the future, it feels a lot like a game, but but not like not like a blockchain play to earn game, but more so sort of actually providing that real value to uh, DeFi protocol system cases for providing work on chain in that capacity. So let's talk about this a little further. Let's go a few levels down here. So obviously you've got this in this platform where people can you know do these tasks, learn how to operate in the world of DeFi and other different uh, verticals. And so I think one of the interesting things that we're evolving towards in our world here is reputation. And also in some forms of decentralized identities, we call them, I call it DIDs, but some people might not, but whatever. So reputation. And so I imagine, you know, it is the provenance of all the work that one is doing on rabbit hole is effectively kept in some form of ledgering. And so that there is a history of obviously the work that the person or the games or the tasks that the person has obviously accomplished, do you envision that that would also then lead to potential reputation scores on chain, which would then lead to things like the ability for those to become delegated to? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we use the we use the frame on chain resume for this example, right? So your, your transaction history now becomes this immutable record of all your contributions um, and sort of your digital work life. It's sort of this um, combination of you know future of work and future of education where you're sort of learning on the job in this digital environment and that all contributes towards your, your on-chain reputation in some capacity. And that just gives you uh, this gives you sort of these credentials that then give you the opportunity to do work in other protocols, right? Um, so it's it's no longer that you, you know, go to work and you have and you, you know fill out your resume and you're done like the job it's now you're just continuously doing these micro tasks um micro tasks being sort of kindergarten and then when you're um you know at, at university level it's basically you're doing contribution to DAOs and more maybe particular service-based work um and so we, we think that's sort of like the new way that most people will work in the future is sort of like in this different uh, this task-based model or this quest-based model where you have you know 50 or different hundred uh 50 or 100 quests tailored to you every single day based off your on-chain reputation and your transaction history um and you'll be earning a full-time income for doing so that is super interesting so Let's also talk about Pathfinder. Um, and so this is what you allude to, building the gateway for the next millions of people to use digital assets. So if you're an artist, developer, or content creator, you can earn rewards for helping design and build the future of Rabbit Hole. So what's Pathfinder? Yeah, so P Pathfinder is, is Rabbit Hole's DAO. 
Um, and so ultimately rabbit hole is going to be decentralized. Um, and so Pathfinder is our way, is our path to decentralizing. Um, the reason that we're decentralizing is because we don't want to have all that power um, to decide what users should be learning. Um, it, it's sort of the equivalent of, you know, institution shouldn't be, uh, you know, university shouldn't be teaching students what, what to learn. It should be more about students teaching other students what to learn, right? People who are actually obtaining these credentials should be the one uh, teaching other people what, what to do in crypto. Uh, and so it, it's our way to basically, you know, give the power back to people who are actually earning these credentials since they know, the ones know how to use it in different networks. Um, and so there's a other aspect of rabbit hole, which is that our business model is that we actually take tokens from each of the protocols that we work with. So again, uh, the way the quests work is that they're kind of these mini token distributions for users actually completing access to different protocols. Mm -hmm. um, so as we earn tokens in in, the, in our treasury, because um, we take the fee, um, we can actually start to use those tokens in different networks. Um, and so we have that Pathfinder, people are actually in the DAO deciding in how those tokens are used to different networks both from a governance perspective and also from a participation perspective. And so the flywheel that we're sort of creating here is that users are coming in and learning through these micro tasks um, and then actually being able to partake in Pathfinder or the DAO to basically use this collective treasury in a much greater capacity in this very coordinated way to teach them about governance and what it actually means to be part of a collective that has a greater impact on some of the networks that are on rabbit hole itself. That's really cool. I think the last thing that we'd like to learn a little bit more about is, again, so there is a very defined, I guess you can say community, if you will. Obviously, there's tribalism in the community. Um, everyone's got their favorite L1 out there today. We're in kind of the protocol wars part 20, again, where everyone seems to be on Twitter kind of bickering at each other. But that's we've seen that many times before. That usually subsides after a little while. Um, but then there's obviously billions of people out there who don't know anything about this world. They've probably heard about Bitcoin by this point in time. I imagine everyone in the world's pretty much heard about Bitcoin. They might not know what it is. Um, and obviously, more are learning about Ethereum. Um, some are now learning about Solana. Obviously, more people are learning about NFTs. Uh, as this thing, I've obviously, was, we start to get more into the mainstream. And so... I know there's an effort with Rabbit Hole to educate new, as you allude to, crypto citizens. I'm curious from what you've seen, I'm sure you're engaging with lots of different kind of groups out there. Are you seeing large, maybe like corporations? Are you seeing others out there, technology companies? Are you seeing you know, folks kind of come to you to try to do like boot camps or anything like that to try to understand and try to have a group of their their team try to learn at the same time or do you envision that it's going to be like maybe the future yeah no that, that, that's been sort of like the biggest groups that have been reaching out recently it's been everyone from these you know corporate training in terms of you know crypto companies that are bringing on new crypto company new crypto uh, employees that want to educate them on like kind of what's the latest um to uh, traditional corporations who are trying to get involved um, to even like refugee camps who actually wanted to get refugee camps uh, or refugees earning a full-time income in crypto because they don't have access to bank accounts. Um, and it's hard to actually train them and do something to developer camps. So we kind of have this wide range of reach outs right now of people wanting to use Dropper Hall as a means of just learning, getting into Web3. Um, so we're trying to figure out the, the best way to kind of situate ourselves. Um, to the point about just uh, being able to choose like which blockchain to work with, that's definitely been one of 
the challenges for us we, as we start to navigate, you know, this expanding ecosystem, which blockchains do we actually start to partner with as if we're sort of this gateway in terms of learning. Um, but, but this really goes back to the main point of why it's actually important to be decentralized because it ultimately shouldn't be up to us to determine which blockchains we work with, um, but mm-hmm. really up to the users of the platform itself. That makes a lot of sense. Brian, where can people learn more about Rabbit Hole? And obviously, if they want to start using it, I know it's got a, you guys have a great website. Just tell people where to go. And then, you know, obviously, we'd love for you to potentially anything that's in the near future, anything in the next three, six, 12 months that's in your roadmap, we'd love to hear about that too before we go. Yeah. So you can check out Rabbit Hole at rabbithole.gg. Um, you can follow uh, Rabbit Hole on Twitter at rabbithole uh, underscore gg. Um, and then in the new year, we have a whole bunch of stuff coming out, mostly on the on the social side. So you'll be able to uh, share out your rabbit hole profile and all different skills that you've accomplished. Use it similar to DGen Score, um, and also have a new onboarding coming out as well over the next couple of months. Um, so everything from click to wallet, sign your first message, submit your first NFT, um, will be sort of the best place to actually go and get started in crypto. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Awesome. Brian Flynn, CEO, co-founder of Rabbit Hole. I highly recommend. We'll put links into the description for it. I highly recommend you checking it out. It definitely has been an impact for those that are trying to get up to speed on this world very quickly. Brian, thanks for coming on. Hopefully we can have you on next year and see how things are going. Well, thanks for having me, David. Take care. Thanks for listening in to Baselayer. If you like the show and all the different guests that we've brought on, please give a like and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you do listen to the podcast. Also, if you want to have a conversation or reach out to me, you can reach me out on Twitter at David J. Nage. And let's talk there. Or also you can find me on LinkedIn. And I look forward to having great conversations with you all about digital assets.